Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they found today, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the show Jamie Ziga, the former editor-in-chief of the Indiana Daily Student, soon to be with The Washington Post. Jamie, thanks for joining us again today. Thanks for having me again. We're so pleased that you've come back, and we're so excited to hear about the story you found today. Tell us about it and talk about why we should look into it as well. Sure. So uh, this time around, I'm not going to be as profane because the story isn't as profane. Um, So a story that you all might miss because it's in the sports section if you're not one of those sports journalism people. Uh, It's all about Zamboni drivers, and it's not your typical sports story. It takes you – I mean, it's on the ice, but it's not you know, on the – on the rink of play, it's between plays and stuff. Um, so it's all about Olympic Zamboni drivers and how if they were their own country, they would be the 22nd largest country at the Olympics. That talks about how important the Zamboni drivers are to the Olympic Games and really how, you know, there's a little deeper meaning to it, how what they do affects the athletes as well. It's not just driving a Zamboni over the ice. It's a lot more to it and it's a lot more technical which I did not expect. As you say, this is not a sports story. It's a story about sports in a way. Right, right, right. It's truly about the craft that these, really these these artisans, I suppose, if you will, these technicians, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we don't say technicians here in a, in a sublimely silly way, but these ice technicians, mm-hmm. as they call themselves, yeah. do their work. So it's a story about their process, but not a story about the process. Right, right. It's... Uh, it's all it's pretty much mostly outsourced which is also really interesting there's most of the drivers are from america and canada there's only a few korean drivers and um so it's not just about you know this is how a zamboni operates it's what it means to these people um there's a really poignant quote at the end of the story about a zamboni driver from the states who you know it's been a family thing and being able to do this at the Olympics. It's kind of the pinnacle of one's career, as it would be for an athlete. You know, if you're a hockey player or a figure skater, there's no there's nowhere really else upward to go but the Olympics. And the same for the ones who are driving the Zambonis. It's get you make it to the NHL and you're an NHL Zamboni driver, but you can go one step beyond that and do it for the Olympics and spend months in Korea uh, preparing the ice for everything because there's so much that goes into it and that's partially why there's so many American and Canadian drivers there's not as many ice rinks in Korea and even then they only have one Zamboni on site they don't have multiple so they couldn't bring their own Zambonis and they couldn't take the time off work because there was only one Zamboni operator in the place whereas here you know you have NHL teams that have their whole staff of Zamboni drivers And one thing that I want to note, too, partially noting because it's in the story and partially because I think it's funny, Zamboni is a a trademark. And it's one of those things. There's a whole section in the story that I, as a copy editor, love. And it just explains that even though it's a trademark, they are using it correctly. They're not just saying Zamboni as a generic term, just as not all facial tissue is Kleenex, not all cotton swabs or Q-tips. 
not all ice scrapers are Zambonis, but the <laughs> ones that the Olympics purchase are Zamboni brand ice scrapers. That was a really clever parenthetical part of the yes. story. They really, he really, the, the, they really get into a, um, a tangent there about yeah. explaining that. But they did it in a concise and clever way. I was struck by the, the outsourcing aspect. As you say, there's mm-hmm. an expertise issue here, the limited number of rinks, but also in the Korean Zamboni experience, if you will, that is typically a solo Zamboni driving thing, mm-hmm. whereas at the Olympic level, apparently there's more than one machine on the ice at a time, right. and that's a big deal. And... I found it interesting the hierarchy involved that they have somehow established, I guess based on some sort of performance that they will evaluate themselves. Who's going to get to work the gold medal game of the hockey yeah. competitions is where you're trying to get to as one of these Zamboni mm-hmm. drivers. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even just like okay, you made it to the Olympics. It's you can like you said, there's the gold medal hockey match that you know probably that ice is going to be a lot more important than the you know, the practice rinks. And I mean, obviously practice is important, but really just the way you shave that ice can make such a difference. And I was having this conversation about the Olympics as a whole, that one thing as an athlete that's probably really hard to grasp at the Olympic level is how much is out of your control. I was watching one of the ski jumping events and there was wind and wind has such a large factor in that. And in this case, you know, somebody, if you have a Zamboni operator who doesn't know what he or she is doing, that can cost you a gold medal. And that's wild to me how so many details come down to other people and conditions that really, in theory, can be equal in all places. But when it comes to things like ice or wind, you can't, there, there's no vacuum for it. And we learned in this story, if you didn't already know, and I certainly had no clue, that for all of these different events, all of these different competitions, there are different kinds of ice requirements. Yeah. Which yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. And that's one thing, too, that like I I loved speed skating as a kid. And I it never really occurred to me how for speed skating, the ice has to be different than it has to be for figure skating or for hockey. When you just like when you see on TV now that we have all the high def cameras, you can just see the ice gleaning and it's so beautiful. But it totally makes sense. And I think that's just that's one really cool thing this story does. It makes you think about the things that go into sports that you don't think about. And so there, it lets you see those things that like I'm not a speed skater. That wasn't a thing where I grew up. But you still get to learn some of these little technical aspects, but it, not, it doesn't feel like you're reading a manual, like how to speed skate. It's <laughs> just kind of a little fact that's thrown in there that kind of makes you say, huh, really? And we also learned there's a little curveball here for the Zamboni experts that they're using different machines in Korea for this event than they're used to uh, maybe back here in North America in terms of uh, the new models and what that means for their craft as well. Mm-hmm. This is a highly technical aspect. There's a quote in here that says, I can teach you how to drive a Zamboni in a few minutes. It takes a long time to learn how to do this. Right, right. And that, I think, shows a greater appreciation for the craft. I, you know, I hate to use this, like, cliche of, like, the unsung heroes, but it's not just something you can decide one day, I'm going to be a Zamboni driver and hop on and scrape some ice. You have to know what you're doing. There's a lot more to it than just I don't know. I assume there's a gas pedal and a brake. I don't know. I've never driven a Zamboni, but (laughs) it's a lot more than just that and steering. There's real technical things that go into it. We're going to try after the Olympics to get one of these guys on this little program. Oh, yeah. We'll find out. We'll let you know if there's more to it than just a gas pedal 
and uh, a steering wheel. The story that uh, Jamie's been talking about is the 22nd largest team at the Olympics, Zamboni Drivers. It's in the New York Times. We've got links to that story and to Jamie Ziga's uh, social media as well. Jamie, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks again, Kenny. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith. Thanks again for listening to the best story I've heard today. And here's a bit more news for you. You can hear this show on our host site, podbean.com. But the best story I've heard today is also syndicated now on sites like Stitcher and Google Play. Just go to those sites and search the best story I've heard today. You can find us on podbean.com, on Stitcher, and on Google Play. The best story I've heard today.